I don't believe in free speech. I don't believe in free speech. I can't stand what they teach. I don't believe in free speech. I can't stand what they teach. I can't stand what they preach. I don't believe in free speech. It does seem as like sickening as it is. It does seem like maybe Trump is going to end up coming back in 2024. Um, I mean, I've been threatening to expatriate for like a long time. We're pretty fucking close to Canada now. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Let's just I think go. I've been saying that I wanted to expatriate to England for like 15 or 20 years, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I think France and then I'm like, yeah, we'll go to England. We can just hop across the thing. Yeah. yeah. Everything's so close over there. It's so weird. Everything's so, everything's like right next. It's funny. I know because we have, when there are people like internationally who are listening to this podcast and I wonder what this sounds like to them, but like to us over here, everything is so fucking so big. So far away. Everything is so far yeah. away from everything. Like I'm from Virginia. That state, <laughs> like to just drive across that state. If you lived in <laughs> London and, and like if you lived like where I lived in Virginia to drive to the other side of Virginia would be like from London. So you'd be like in Germany or yeah. something. It's so, which, yeah. which, which to us and to like to, in my imagination, that seems so awesome that you could just like so easily just. Just go boop, 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 and just jump across to all kinds of different things, you know, mm-hmm. which is and kind of it's just all the same. I mean, you except drive there's different cultures. That's what people yeah. maybe don't understand is that like like where we live in Vermont is like it's it is just it is a different country. Basically, it's a different country than Virginia and it's a way different country than like Georgia, Alabama and it's different Louisiana, California. Mississippi, yeah. like those are like California versus Mississippi versus Vermont. Those are not the same country. I remember when Trump got elected, um, I was still living at my, I just graduated high school um, and I was living at home with my parents and I was watching the election on uh, like live and I was just like literally just sobbing basically the whole time. And I texted my um, my friend in Denmark who I, I lived with her for like a month when I did my student exchange. And I said, um, I don't know if you're watching the news or not, but um, I've decided I'm just going to come live yeah. with you. We've talked and about she, that before. Very yeah, she seriously, texted, actually. She like, texted me back immediately and she was like, yeah, of course, my whole family is watching it. We have a we she was like, you want me to clean out a cupboard for you because we have plenty. And I was like, yes, please. Denmark seems cool. Yeah. I, Denmark is amazing. I mean, seriously, I don't know what this country has going for it at this point. I know it sounds like people are so like so hypocritical of like, you know, I mean, I've always. OK, so like. This is a funny little side, but I'll just tell this because we're talking about the topic of like the United States. Why is it such a shithole? Um, it's just the Wild West over here. Mm-hmm. So this is a good segue too. we can talk about. Um, you're the one that's supposed to be introducing the topics. But oh, I bet right. one of the topics so might be, um, even though this isn't a gender thing, um, this uh, elementary school shooting that happened recently. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these things like the whole rest of the world. I'm talking to my friends and I'm going like, you realize like the whole rest of the world just sees us as like the Wild West for good reason. Like nowhere else in the world does this kind of thing happen with such regularity, such frequency. Like what? And there's a lot of reasons for that. Like what? What is happening over Let, here? Okay, so but, just just to 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 back up that exact thing that you're just saying. I I don't know. I don't know how much I could talk about that school shooting because it's. It really messed me up as my mom works and my mom teaches fifth grade. Yeah, I want to talk about um, that for a minute. But I just, uh, for numbers, to back up your claim, I just want to say, I pulled this up because I saw this the other day. It's actual numbers. Um, 
19 countries with the most school shootings. This is the total incidents from January 2009 to May 2018. United States had 288. Mexico had eight. South Africa had six. India had five. Nigeria and Pakistan had four. Afghanistan had three. Brazil, Canada, and France combined had two. And China, Estonia, Germany, Greece, Hungary, Russia, and Turkey had one. Those are the the top 19. I mean, there's even more than that. To be, you know, somebody out there is going like, well, there's a a lot bigger country over here, isn't it? You know, like, but here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot bigger over here. But proportionally, there's no way it works out. Of course, you know that. It's like, like, yes, there's like 325 million people here. It's a huge fucking country. How many people are in India? It doesn't even begin. How many fucking people are in India? Yeah. Seriously. They had five. Yeah, exactly. Five from well, 2009 no, to 2018. Yeah, well, that's because, you know, everybody in India probably doesn't think it's their God-given right to own, like, 40 assault rifles with, like, you know, uh, like, you know, like, large-capacity magazines that will allow you to, sh- to, to unload fucking 60 rounds in 10 seconds. The defunding of the police, like, it took the police... I mean, that's the big thing that people are talking about right <laughs> suddenly, now. Suddenly, suddenly, they're like, "Where are the police?" It's it, like, it "Fuck really, you, guys!" I thought the police were like, yeah. "We're like the big enemy." It really you know? sickens me. It took the police over like forty-five minutes to like the people, like children, were calling from the classrooms, calling nine one one, saying, "Please come, we need help." And they and just like, sorry, your woke mom defunded they us. <laughs> they weren't doing anything about it, and it took them f- way, way, way too long to even show up at the school before they even started, like before they even entered the school. Well, you know, here's it's funny. Okay, so real quick, just to back up, real quick, the reason I, I we I just I brought this up first because we were just talking about like, okay, what 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 the hell is wrong with this country in the first place? And I was just gonna say, you know. This because we talk so much about like how the left has changed over the last 20 years or whatever. And, you know, I would consider myself one of those people that always was like on the left and have just gotten more and more to the right. And, you know, I think of myself as being centrist, but, you know, still there is no center. But if I could have heard myself talking now, if I would listen to this podcast, you'd played this podcast to my 25 year old self. I would have gone like, what what happened to that guy? You know, but the thing is like, so, okay. There's a story about, you know, liberal me back in the day. You know, I used to have this shirt when I was like <laughs> 21 or something. I got it from this hippie shop in town or whatever. And it said um, Columbus Day is a celebration of oppression and genocide. OK, right. That's like a total woke sentiment. Right. But that's because mm-hmm. back then shit wasn't so bad shit crazy yet. You know, so like, right. You could wear that shirt as a good old liberal and be like, right on. Like, let's pay attention to the fact that we've stolen all these lands and killed the indigenous people and all this stuff. And then, you know, it starts off in a good place. I just, I just thought about it because I, I think about that a lot. It's like things that start in a good place and then they just, they lead to places that people didn't stop to ask themselves, what are the possible implications of this thing? It's like when a technology comes along, like the internet, everybody's like, oh, this is awesome. And they don't realize what it's going to do. You don't even stop and think about it. You don't ask any questions. Right. So, Oh, I was just going to say, it's important to point out that you still, like when we lived, we lived in rural Virginia, border of Virginia and Tennessee. You could not get more Republican. There was a Confederate statue outside of our front door. They had a Trump rally out there. And when we would walk around that neighborhood and we would see like a 
Black Lives Matter or a gay flag or an all lives matter in this house thing, we literally would say, we would say to each other like that, you're being super brave. So it's not that you lack like compassion and liberalism inside of you. It's it's not recognized as being centralism anymore. It's like it's like you you suddenly are on the far right. No, well, even that's, the that's fact part of that the, you, it's, you it's can, part of the tactics of yeah. the bully is to just anyone who disagrees or even challenges, not even disagreeing, just challenging, just asking a question. You're instantly framed, of course, and all of, with all of these hateful slurs that everybody's terrified of now. They just throw out transphobic at you or homophobic or racist and. And then you're just instantly going to be shamed by everyone around you and have and get fucking stoned, you know. But the shooting thing, you know, I mean, that's like we were talking about, like we were just sort of like generally talking about, like, you know, what a shithole country this has turned into or whatever um, and why we have to expatriate before Trump gets reelected. But As it you seems couldn't like come up with a better be. you couldn't come up with a better example of 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 this country being fucked up than the shooting that just happened. I was at Virginia Tech. When the massacre of Virginia Tech happened, which at the time was the largest public massacre in the United States history. I was about two blocks away from that when it happened mm-hmm. because I've spent my whole adult life in Blacksburg and went to Virginia Tech. So I was like two blocks away from that. I was there when all of that happened. And I knew people, you know, I mean, everybody I knew. I was, it was, you know, people from the English department got killed. Uh, a friend of mine had the... Uh, Cho, the shooter, he was one of his students in a philosophy class. You know, uh, I knew people whose whose uh, English professors, whose students were were murdered in that thing. You know, I mean, that definitely was close, very close to home, and and in fact, the two the two schools that I've taught at Virginia Tech and one mm-hmm. other one, yeah, there have been public shootings at both of those schools. You know. Um, and the other one was like only like two or three people got murdered. So like nobody even knows about it because there's only like yeah. three. Pe- I mean, that's the kind of country we're living in at this point. And it's funny because like, I mean, what happened at Virginia Tech is horrible. What happens at any place is horrible. And we all know it's awful. But when it happens like an elementary school, like Sandy Hook and the one that just happened. Somehow it seems even more horrible. The thing that really got me was that that this most recent school shooting in an elementary school, which I just can't wrap my head around, um, that was like a week, half a week, a week or two following a shooting in Buffalo in a grocery store that, I mean, we live, you know, not, not that super far from, far from Buffalo. And I since then have been... Anytime I go into a grocery store or a Target or like Kohl's or somewhere that's populated with more than, you know, 15 people, I've gotten pretty nervous. And I've just tried to like make myself think, you know, it's Burlington, Vermont. Nothing's going to happen here. But I'm sure that's what people in anywhere would think. You know, it's not going to ever happen to me. It's really invaded like every it's the sort of thing where there's like there's no uh, there's no arena that is, is safe. You know, you go to the grocery store, movie theater, yeah, school, elementary school, like any place you can think of at this point. There's been like like it's it's possible that at any second, no matter where you are in this country, somebody is going to walk in with with a fucking bulletproof vest 
and, and some assault, sort of and a bunch of like assault rifles and Glocks and unnecessary weapon. So that happened today, actually. This is another. Um, this happened literally, um, or I guess it happened. No, it happened earlier today. Um, this is a news article from today. It's on Billboard. It, there was a music concert at um, Barclays Center, which I guess is a big um, music venue. Um, so there was a false report of an active shooter at this concert um, and everybody started essentially panicking because everybody, I'm sure every single human being who is even slightly aware of what's going on in the United States would, would panic at that. Um, this was in Brooklyn, New York. And because of that, because there was a false report of an active shooter, over 10 people are injured and had to be taken to the hospital. Um, one person um, is in critical condition um, there was a loud noise that was heard outside the 19,000 capacity arena that caused the attendees to run in fear. Um, authorities have re- reportedly determined that no gunshots were fired inside the building and it was unclear what caused the booming sound. And then there was basically a stampede and the stampede occurred at around midnight on Sunday following a championship boxing match. They were at a boxing match. Um madonna was there um and but it was unclear if the superstar singer was present during the chaotic incident so basically 10 people are in the hospital now because they heard a noise essentially it's like a trauma thing like you guys you woke people love talking about trauma here is literally an example of trauma causing 10 people to be hospitalized because if you are in and in this country if you're in like some sort of a a public setting like that and you hear loud sounds outside and you just got done watching like fucking the batman or something where everybody's like wait what am i hearing outside and all of a sudden like people are fucking walking in the front door with automatic weapons you know so you hear one sound outside and everybody's gonna freak out so you know what i think is the director of turning red (laughs) should apologize right now and be canceled because she made a movie in which a bunch of people are at a concert and all of a sudden some kind of giant menacing fucking creature crashes through some walls and wreaks fucking chaos at the end, right? At the end of the movie. Like, shouldn't that, like, isn't that triggering? What about the people who are traumatized by, uh, by public shootings at, at, at festivals? But anyway, I mean, so, I mean, yeah, the United States, it just seems like at this point we're just fucked over here. And I really don't see how anything's ever going to change. I mean, there's just so many levels of why we are the fucked up, like ignorant, arrogant, obese assholes that we all are over here. Um, and I'm using we loosely, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's any hope. I think we're just, you and I are just like, we're, we're in, we're just in the wrong place. We're, we, we need to be out of you. Yeah. Um, because at this point it's and it's so polarized and everybody talks about how polarized everything is of course it really is just i mean the whole world is polarized at this point but god over here i mean it's just uh it's something i tell you um so i also saw that donald trump um his media company is creating um a non-woke alternative to netflix and disney plus streaming sites um, and his goal is to create a streaming site that features canceled shows. 
specifically. Somewhere out there, Candace Cameron Bure is like, yes! Yeah, they claim that it will be a non-woke alternative to Netflix and Disney. Um, he, The Trump Media and Technology Group has embarked on a path toward a public listing with expectations for approval to come at the end of 2022 to launch it. Um, the idea of it has already been backed by over $1 billion from a range of different investors. So there are people out there apparently who support this idea. So the idea is to um, add a platform for conservative and or libertarian views and um, uh, showcase otherwise canceled content from other broadcast television and or streaming digital streaming platforms but despite its political orientation, it intends to produce or acquire entertainment simply for entertainment's sake. Um, the programming will be will thus provide a non-woke alternative to the programs offered by streaming services that operate in an increasingly uh, politicized environment. It will not censor its creators of entertainment, nor will it insist that its programming push some particular political ideology. And... Um, the streaming service believes that uh, they see an acute need for quality program that does not lecture its viewers or only present one acceptable approach to a topic. Entertainers and creators have frequently been agents for change in our society, but large media conglomerates have become increasingly monolithic in their views, canceling those who disagree with the prevailing narrative. And so they believe that um, embracing diverse perspectives will differentiate this streaming service from the current crowded media and entertainment marketplace. Isn't that funny? You've got both sides calling for diversity with very different definitions of the word diversity. I mean, you, who wrote that? Oh, this is on deadline. I mean, um, you can't really argue with that fact. I mean, that the mainstream media has, of course, become completely like this monolithic, you know, uh, viewpoint this one one acceptable viewpoint that is just hammered over and over again everything else erased i mean that's true so they're saying like you know we need some diversity and to the woke people that just sounds like all they hear is homophobia transphobia racism they well, go oh, by trump diversity you mean you you mean racists yeah with trump's name attached to it i'm sure it just immediately gets shut down um, but really, it doesn't sound that bad. Like, as long as they, they don't push the Well, things have gotten right. so ridiculous at this point. They're probably thinking about, like, like let's bring the Andy Griffith show back. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, it's just... Like, let's, let's play Gone with the Wind. Maybe let's get kind of crazy and let's take off the warning at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Maybe the Muppet show isn't so bad. Maybe that episode of DuckTales wasn't so bad after all. Like, we were talking about, I mean, Disney is just absurd at this point. You mm -hmm. have whatever you think about, it, I guess, whatever side of the fence you're on, whether you're a parent who puts on like a woke program for your five-year-old kid and you're like, awesome, it's so awesome that Disney's gotten with the program. Or if you're one of those people who turns on the movie and is just completely pissed off, like turning red, we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but whatever side of the fence you're on, it's just fascinating to just realize like where we're at with things historically in terms of just it's not any different than any other age it's just that we're we're in the one that we're in so it's a little harder to see it at the moment but what seems acceptable 
and what seems offensive is completely relative to this exact time and place. Yeah. Even though everybody thinks that it's not. Everybody thinks like, no, no, this is just like we've untapped the universal human truth and we're fighting for like we're fighting. We're fighting for ageless justice. They really think like like this is just what's correct, which is what every like missionary zealot asshole has ever thought. Well, I think I don't think that everybody is saying like, oh, you know, this is great. I'm so glad that like we're all worshiping this one thing, because um, like we talked about in the other episode, the um, the Hallmark streaming channel is losing that main actress. And a lot of people have just said, I'm not going to watch the Hallmark channel anymore. I'm going to go with her um, because she was the reason why they watched it. And Netflix, meanwhile, recently um, has lost like over seventy percent of its value in the last six months alone. Yeah, I heard because that. they're it's just been, tanking. Yeah, because everything that they put out is just absolute garbage, and it's so ab- like it's just so waterlogged with like the the culture wars and the the wokeisms and everything. Yeah, I'm wondering like, and, you got to assume that they're losing. They're losing the like the anti woke crowd. They're losing like all of these streaming platforms: Netflix, Hulu, Disney. <laughs> you know these like all of the mainstream things are. They're different degrees of, of woke, but at the you know at at the very least though, um, which is not a bad thing at all. Like they all, of course, certainly include material and perspectives that are going to be offensive. To more, you know, old school, traditional yeah. values, people. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I th- like a lot of people would. Those there are those people out there who are like, you know, I don't want to see any gay people on my Disney Channel or something. You know, like they're just like a gay, a gay character, like like the new um, Fantastic Beasts movie, and like all the old, you know, they reveal that Dumbledore is gay. Right, this was an old reveal anyway. Um, but that just came out, and so like the first thing was in the four, first four seconds of the movie, there's Dumbledore like you know coming out of the closet, and a lot of people. So there's different kinds of people in the world, right? Some people are going to be they're pissed because they just don't want to deal with gay people or whatever. So you know I'm not one of those people. You're not one of those people. Well, you have to think also about like what was what happened probably around six months ago, if not longer. Oh yeah, it has to be longer than that, but um. There was the whole thing about Netflix uh, airing the Dave Chappelle um, comedy special and people, you know, sort of like there was a lot so much negative press about that. And then that prompted Netflix to change um, to make an update to its employees um, saying uh, the company made clear following Dave Chappelle's The Closer um, that employees must be willing um, on content that they might may not agree with. The company stressed that it wanted the subscribers to choose what they wanted to watch against having employees censoring certain artists or themes. This update came in the wake of the support um, that the company showed for comedian Dave Chappelle in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's it, was, it would be interesting to see the demographics of the people who are leaving Netflix. Right, that's, yeah, exactly. Like, like is Netflix, are they, are they losing... You'd think they would have already lost the, the just, conservative right because for years and for a long time they've been putting stuff out that is not like, you know, yeah, family to, friendly, Christian values type thing. But now why are they, I mean, what's people, left? Yeah, some people might be saying, ah, see, this is what happens, you know, cause, because you've gotten so woke. But I mean, they're not, they're, they're, they're all woke. 
and Netflix isn't the worst of them anyway, I'm sure. Um, maybe it's just because Netflix kind of just sucks these days. I mean, they're just kind of, um, I mean, like we have kind of like all the streaming platforms basically. <laughs> and I, I kind of forget that we have Netflix, honestly. I guess we're not supposed to be doing a Netflix review here, but uh, well, anyway, um, what the... It goes, uh, the Dave Chappelle thing, um, he is also back in the news a little bit. Um, yeah, so uh, there is this comedian, um, you might have heard of him, his name is John Mulaney. He was on, I think he was on SNL. Uh, nope. Okay. So um, I don't know what his style is. I don't know, you know, I, th- I know who he is just from um, seeing articles about him, but He's in the news um, as of a couple days ago because he had a show that where um, he invited Dave Chappelle to make a guest surprise appearance at it. And Dave Chappelle has been like ever since we watched The Closer, he's basically just been like sort of <laughs> not in the news, like just a hermit. Like he hasn't done anything. He hasn't yeah. done any more specials or anything. Um, so he made this appearance at John Mulaney's show and once again is in the news for allegedly making transphobic jokes. But the people aren't mad. The people are not only mad at just Dave Chappelle. They're mad at John Mulaney. And some of the people are saying, like, John Mulaney basically tricked us into paying money in order to be made fun of. Like we went to a show thinking we were going to have a good time, but really we had just bought a ticket in order to get like made fun of and like traumatized by Dave Chappelle. But they were mad at John Mulaney about this. They thought they were on a safety playground, but it turned out they were in the real world. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, like, like somebody should be protecting us. So, you know, I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to worry about getting my feelings hurt when I go out there into the world. Is that what they're saying? Some of the um, the, t- the top tweets said, My favorite part of tonight was when Dave Chappelle ambushed us at the John Mulaney show, told a bunch of transphobic jokes, a massive stadium of people laughed, and then John Mulaney hugged him at the end. Another person said, um, God, Dave Chappelle at the Columbus John Mulaney show was so cringy, made me get secondhand embarrassment at his reused, bland, transphobic comedy that can literally be found in an online comment section from an edgy 12-year-old. Funny, transphobic. The word transphobic is just such a... Do people even think before they say that anymore? It's just... Yeah, it's, somebody tweeted, the way the entire stadium stood and cheered for him made my heart sink. Two girls behind me laughed harder at Chappelle than they even did at Mulaney's jokes, and I couldn't fathom knowing that they what they would have thought about a trans person sitting right in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and what was you know I, you know I didn't hear the jokes, but I mean the, the 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 disturbing thing, of course, is that like it's this would be that would be a good reaction for human beings to have if the thing that they were hearing was actually problematic, but. And sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's not. And like with Dave Chappelle at The Closer, a lot of times he's not, he hardly, like I talked about this on a different episode, like he like <laughs> he hardly even said anything. He was being so careful. He was just literally trying to discuss the, the issue. And of course mm-hmm. that's transphobic. I mean, we talk about this all the time, but you know, it's transphobic to say anything other than the, you know, the party line and other than if you don't speak in just talking points which is how you end up with everybody has just become a ridiculous sort of caricature 
you know. Anyway, it's interesting to hear these uh, comments, though. I love like I don't we don't I don't do that enough on this on this well, show. It's just opposites. like actually quoting direct, you know, because I'm constantly like looking at just like coming across the most insane, asinine comments on you know in any comment section anywhere on the internet. It's just a constant shitstorm of this. Basically. Yeah, but there's another side of it too. Like some guy tweeted. Um, I paid to see John Mulaney's first stand-up post-rehab. Got to see Dave Chappelle's first stand-up post-tackle. Money and time well spent. Because uh, Dave Chappelle tried to do a show, but he got tackled on stage. He was attacked on stage. Like, physically attacked on stage. I didn't even hear about that. Um, Does anybody give a shit about that? He was... So somebody physically assaulted him on Yeah, on the attacker rushed at him toward the end of the set and tackled him to the floor, according to footage gathered at the time. Man, the man then ran away behind a screen on stage where he was found by security. That's the same thing as the J.K. Rowling thing, like when people posted her address online yeah, and, and went to her, her house. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, nobody cares about that. They just think they think they deserve it. That's what they think. These, these kind of hardcore people, they feel like... They get what they deserve. They've, if if Dave Chappelle or J.K. Rowling were murdered, they'd probably be happy about it. You know, which yeah, is like which I always is... say. I mean, it's because they're fucking Nazis. That's how you, th- you know, or or whatever. Or they're like the Ku Klux Klan, even. You know, it's like some of these really super woke people. They're they're like, they're just like they're really not any different. You know, they just. That sounds like, where where's that coming from? What do you mean? How does that make sense? They're completely different. They believe different things. Mm-hmm. That's right. They believe different things, but they, they have something in common, which nobody wants to talk about, you know? Which is that, you know, if you look at, if you, like, looking back, historically, every group that's ever done anything that we feel like, in retrospect, is really problematic, you know? Um, like the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, like... They always think that they're defending their way of life. They always think mm-hmm. they're just defending themselves. That's what everybody thinks. And so when you have a group like you have now, the most progressive people are infused with this desperate narrative of just this is life or death. We are defending ourselves to the point where, speaking of Dave Chappelle, I mean, when his show comes out on Netflix, it's just a fucking comedian standing on stage going like, hey guys, let's talk about this because I think some of this is bullshit and I want to talk about it. It's not that bad. And people are literally like immediately taking to the internet saying like, you know, this is putting trans lives in danger. Fuck Netflix. Netflix allowing this to be on the air puts trans lives in danger. We've got to defend ourselves. We've got to defend our way of life. We are under attack. That's what they always say. You know, the KKK out there lynching black people believes what do they believe they believe that black people are taking over and white people are going to be are going to become a minority soon and they have to defend themselves what did nazis think they think they're under attack their 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 race is being diluted and they have to keep it pure and do all that stuff like you know uh, what you know what what does uh, grindelwald or fucking voldemort think and you know jk mm-hmm. rowling's world you know that's what all the bad guys always do the difference is that nobody ever sees it in the present moment but of course, people do see it now. Like you were saying, a lot of people see it. And of course, what any woke person is going to do is instantly, is instantly characterize anybody who sees it as, you know, they're just going to throw a bunch of slurs at them, like transphobic, racist, whatever. Yeah. And not just the woke people 
you know, are going to be throwing those slurs. That's that's the part that's disturbing. Of course, we're not just talking about like the out of control, pissed off, confused 20 year old who thinks he's all fucking like amazing and brilliant because he dyed his hair green and like painted his fingernails and is like challenging gender roles. I mean, who didn't fucking do that when they were 20? You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying like, but now you have like a whole political system backing you up and you have everyone around you telling you that you, you're a fucking hero because you're putting a fucking barrette in your hair, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was 20, 25, whatever, you know, right? That's what you do. They call you, you're like a little candy boy. You know, you have like little barrettes in your hair. Maybe you paint your toenails. We used to, you know, I used to think it was fun to like go down to like the sports bar and just like fuck with the sporty frat boys, you know, by just being kind of like a little gender confusing to them, you yeah. know? And, you know, I mean, there's a time I'm old enough where like, you know, having like an earring in your ear, <laughs> you know, when I was like, you had to get one teenager. ear over the other. Yeah, yeah everybody got their left ear pierced. You know, <laughs> in the in the eighties. You know, and uh, but it was that thing where it's like, but even that was like that was too much challenging of gender roles for a lot of people, and and I remember like my first job because I just never, because <laughs> proving I've always kind of been this way, like, you know, my first job was like at McDonald's, I think, and I got fired from this job. Or just quit, I guess, because I refused to take my earring out because they were demanding that I take it out and they kept telling me to take it out and I kept not taking it out. And I kept saying every time, I'm like, every girl in here that is working here has earrings in. The point is, I was making the point, I'm like, no, no, this isn't, this isn't, you're not being consistent. Like, you can't make me take my earring out and let them leave their earrings in. And they were, and they were like, yes, we can. It's called a dress code. The dress code is different for men and women. Now, I'm sure they can't do that now. Thanks to me, I led the charge. But, you know, like, I was always like that. I always, like, was, I just cared about consistency, you know? And, you know, when you're, like, 15... And trying to like battle against your manager, you know, and you don't have any power. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then that's, you know, whatever. But uh, anyway, I, I'm well, just also like. There's a sense of form. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, there's a sense of like formality and like classiness that's gone. Like I was sitting in my class. Uh, the, you mean like in the way that people dress or just the way that people Yeah, just. Well, both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was thinking, I was sitting in my online class the other day, and we all have our little cameras on, and we're sitting around, and it's like a m- morning class, so some people are, like, wearing their pajamas. Um, but then, like, people were wearing just, like, spaghetti strap tops and everything. And it was funny because I was, I was wearing, like, a spaghetti strap dress before, and then I went and put a shirt on over it. Um, and I made this funny tweet that I have since deleted because it, got quote tweet like private quote tweeted a couple times and I thought they're probably just thinking that I'm some like prude or something um but I said something like uh um no matter how uh lenient our culture gets I still think that you need to be um I think I still think it's like proper and respectable to not wear a spaghetti strap to class. That's awesome. Why, do you, why did you think- delete it, do you think? Do you, did you delete it? Like, do you feel like you were getting shame for being conservative or something? Probably. Yeah. And so you delete but, it because you're like, oh my God, I'm going to lose all my followers. You no, know? I just deleted it because I didn't want it to be taken out of context because like, I don't want, like I tweet stuff that's like that all the time. Like, oh, I just made this breakfast for my fiance. That's or different, I right? Just, because... Uh, because there's there's a whole sort of like 
it, there's that. Is that what cottage core is? I don't know. But there's a whole thing where it's somehow cool for like like cool little cool, oh, that's cool hip cottage girls. Core, yeah, yeah, cool hip girls who are actually like super progressive. They're, they think it's kind of funny to like, and they think it's kind of fun to play house. Yeah, to like play, play the part of play you the know, part of like it's fun. Or at to least pretend. tell people that you are. Yeah, I've known those girls who like they're always like they love to get on the internet and like. And say like you know my husband blah 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 about their boyfriend or say like my wife about their friend, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever they just think it's it's sort of like a it always that strikes me as like really ironic a lot of times because it's the same people who would eschew those like traditions who are the fact that they want to play with them seems to me kind of like the same thing is as a heterosexual man who likes to put on his wife's slip. You know, like those people would be the first people to rush in and say, latent, you know, right. like you're in the closet. Es- well, aren't these, maybe these people are just closeted uh, It's just an aesthetic. <laughs> it's literally just an aesthetic. It's just what is currently popular. Like right now it's popular to, you know, wear your little outfits with your, f- your flowers on them and post pictures of the bread that you just baked and, you know, like carry right. a basket and be like, oh, I'm so, my relationship's so perfect and I'm, you know, like I love my husband or whatever and it's not. Which is great if you're actually married and you actually do love your husband. Yeah. Or but, if you're um, not married and you just love your, your partner or whatever. I'm not trying to say like you have to get married, that, but, you know, just an institution, whatever, man. But I'm yes. just saying if you're one of those people who constantly tells people that they're an asshole for being married then don't go on the internet and say like you know my husband just returned from war like fuck you You well i just was thinking about the um i did delete that tweet uh i think it actually i think it actually said um uh i don't care what society tells me i still don't think that it's appropriate to wear a spaghetti strap to class right because everybody else in your class is like they're just like leaning over their computers with their boobs hanging out or wearing spaghetti straps or they're like in their pajamas. Yeah, and, and I there's like... No, there's just no formality. There's no respect for yeah. other people is how that comes across to you, right? Right. Like, no, I think that... that I, th- I I mean, I don't know. I'm so, like, so, 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 so painfully old-fashioned, but, like, the idea of, like, the classroom being a place where you don't, like... I feel like dressing proper shows respect and i think the classroom should not be the place where you're like just either a showcasing your little outfits or b just like not caring and just like just rolling up there with like i mean even the guys like i guess it's just a fashion thing and maybe i just don't like current modern fashions but um there would be guys in my class who would like wear like super short shorts and like tank tops and i was like i don't want to sit I don't want to sit next to this guy because he's going to like smell and I just don't want to like, I don't want right. to deal with that. I don't want to have to like see his legs every time he stands up or something. Um, but yeah, so I was in my class the other morning thinking about this and I made that little tweet and it got three or four private t- quote tweets and I was like, oh, delete because they're gonna, it's going to be taken out of context somehow. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the dress code, I was going to say the dress code at my high school, at least until... Um, I don't know if it's changed since then, but in 2016, the dress code was um, girls had to wear tops that were three fingers wide. The straps had to be three fingers wide and the skirts had to be um, arms length. So if you put your arms down, they had to be that short. Um, that They had to be that long or that longer. Was in your high school. 
yeah, which was just a public, you know, uh, it was just a city high school. Right. Um, and I mean, my I have a lot of experience in private schools, too, around the area, and they had the same dress code. Um, and there, oh, another thing was if you were wearing ripped jeans, um, you couldn't have any rips above your knee. So people would get um, sent to like change or whatever. And for some reason, anytime anybody got sent to change, they always just put on their gym clothes, which were sometimes like not as um, conservative as the clothes that they had been wearing. So it didn't really make sense. Like, why would you send somebody to put on? Oh, yeah. Like this, this like 16 year old girl. Get out of those ripped up jeans. Go put on those four inch shorts. Your shorts that you're going to, you'd go run laps in. So go put on your booty shorts. Yeah. But yeah. And I don't think that there really was a dress code for guys, except you couldn't have your pants sagging down. I wonder, that's a good rule. I, I wonder what the the rules are now in terms of like yeah these like ass shorts where you're like the thing that where they're cut really short so short that like the pockets are like below mm-hmm. the cut of the shorts and like literally half of your ass is hanging out um i'm sure that's got to be like like but it's just got to be such a, like a minefield nightmare to be like an administrator in a public high school these days can you imagine um yeah no i totally agree with you though about the dress cut i mean i think people really need to get back to dressing like you know like uh you know carrie grant bing crosby or somebody i don't know you know yeah like audrey hepburn gene kelly you know people still love old people love old movies and they love you know people people, audrey hepburn carrie grant people like that for a reason you know and there are a lot of people like my old republican friend in high school he always used to say I tell you, this country went to hell when men stopped wearing hats. Mm-hmm. I always like that. I always remember that quote of my friend Charles Tate in high school. Oh, um, <laughs> that guy that sometimes likes my Facebook posts. Yes. <laughs> He's probably, he'll hear this and be like, I'm not a Republican. They always seem like super conservative. I think he was a Republican. He always seemed like a Republican. Um, so funny. And I like, was like, hey, I got a shout out from the coolest guy ever. <laughs> that was our funny. That was like our back and forth in high school was always this sort of like, like good natured kind of, you know, loving ribbing of each other a little bit where like he was like this Republican guy. And I was like this liberal hippie guy with the hippie parents and stuff. And he was always like, ah, you hippies, this and that, you know. And now I'm probably like, he's probably listening to this guy. Oh, this guy's really good. He's guy's, this guy's too conservative for me because I sound like that now because the whole world has just gone bananas well, in the last like, no, 25 there's years. There's no middle ground between the two. Mm. Um, well, kids have just, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things, you know? Yeah. I've and- gotten older so that I can, you know, I can understand the difference between a fad and something that's like... <laughs> I can understand the difference between like a fad and like a, a universal moral imperative or something, if that even makes any sense. You know, I can understand, you know, things a little a little better being Which a little older. Key, and also, yeah, key part and of also, that sentence is that you're older. Yeah, you're a full grown adult who's yeah. mature and your brain is not really developing anymore because it's already just the most brilliant brain ever. But Well, at least <laughs> we know that my brain isn't really developing anymore. And no, I mean, your your brain continues to develop. I mean, maybe not like, you know, maybe you're losing brain cells or whatever. But I mean, you keep learning and you keep, you know, getting more experience as you get older. You're supposed to anyway. 
Although this doesn't seem to be the case for a lot of people. I don't know. But the thing is but, that you're not the same person that you were when you were like in elementary school or high school, really. I mean, like there's still remnants of that, but you aren't. Yeah, in some ways, like if you imagine you when you were in high school, you were like, OK, suddenly, like I have decided that I'm, you know, a non-binary. I'm just going to be they well, them like that. That's the thing is that being a little older. Which, OK, first of all. Being a little older. So that's like almost everybody. First of all, like, like it's being forced, like all of, like anybody over the age of like 30, which is like most people, you know, like there's this, sorry, sorry, I I hate to break this to you kids, but you know, this little window that you're enjoying right now where you're like young and you have your whole life in front of you. And, you know, even if you're not attractive, you still look okay because of your relative youth or whatever it is. That's going to go before you even know what the hell happened. And then you're not going to be young anymore. And then that's going to be the whole rest of your life. Like this thing where you're just really young, that's over pretty fast. And then, you know, if you're lucky and you have a long lifespan, then you've got like 50 years left of not being particularly young. And then you get to Mm -hmm. 40 and you're not young at all anymore. And you've still got, if you're lucky, 40 or 50 years to live or something. Like, so requiring every single person over the age of 30 to convince themselves and pretend that these fucking idiot 20-year-olds, they're just talking out of their asses and sound like dumb fucking hippies, you know, having to pretend that those people know what they're talking about much less that like a 10-year-old knows what they're fucking talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, like a 10-year-old who's going to like go on Twitter and become a superstar talking about their trans identity. Fuck you. Fuck that kid. You know, you don't you know what the hell you're talking about. Okay, a 13-year-old. A 13-year-old. You know, back in the day, it's, I mean, not, it's thir- not Tumblr anymore, but it used to be Tumblr. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I'm not listening to you. No, I'm not taking you seriously. You're you're not you're invalidating my trans identity. That's right. I'm not taking you seriously. You're 13 years old. Okay. okay well, I'm sorry if I just lost my 13 year old fan base. Harry but and I'm Hermione. I'm not supposed to take you seriously. Harry and Hermione were 13 in Harry Potter and the Prisoner well, of Azkaban special. when they had to go back in time okay, and so- <laughs> save the Wizarding World. Okay, so Harry Potter is the chosen one, literally. <laughs> so we'll give him a pass, mm-hmm. but everybody else. Could just fuck off. Well, this um it, that reminds me of um in to continue our conversation of my lovely home state of North Carolina. Um, there, uh, North Carolina has where the clan lives that that um, Ezra Miller wants to murder. Yeah, if he ever gets out of jail in Florida, if he ever stops where being like drunk and assaulting women with yeah, chairs. They, long if enough. they ever stop, all right, sorry, um, they, yeah, they, um, so. Apparently, North Carolina, um, which is always, you know, it has a past of being um, North Carolina, which, according to Hollywood, is in the deep south. Yep. Because it they, sure is. They go, You're in the middle of the. This is Dixie. You don't understand. This, wait, no, this isn't. Was that was it? What was that? Is in the O.J. Simpson was, documentary? Yeah, they go down to North Carolina and they're like. Yeah, we're we're going down to Raleigh. We're going to get some. Uh, we might as well get some. Uh, they're some like barbecue. In, they're in Raleigh, <laughs> and one of them is acting. Oh, he's down there with. Uh, okay, yeah. So it's just like John Travolta. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it is, but like, yeah. And he's like starting some shit, and he and the guy takes him aside, and he's like, "Listen, you need to understand where you are. 
this is Dixie. You are in the deep south. You need to watch your ass. So you're they're in like in, Charlotte, they're like North, in Charlotte Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> That's really what they think, like in California or New York. We were just talking about this a little while ago about um, how, like, if you're in a different country, the thing about the U.S. is it's all a million different countries. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, maybe this doesn't make sense to them, but it also wouldn't make any sense to somebody in New York or California. It, like, if you're makes, in California or New York, you might as well be living, like, in Denmark. Yeah. You, and you think, like, North, if you think North Carolina or, like, Richmond, Virginia, mm-hmm. I, there's that, too. They go down to the deep south, and they get out, and they're in Richmond, and there's, like, banjos playing. Yeah. And there's people, like, like spitting shawl like off their Spanish porch. moss and everywhere. Like, Spanish, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this Savannah? Where do you think you are? Georgia. But, and I, I mean, I'm from Virginia and I've lived in the North and the South. So like when I lived in Atlanta, everybody called me a Yankee. They're like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from Virginia, like Southwest Virginia and Appalachia. And they're like, so you're a Yankee. Yeah. And then when you go North, like I, it would, I went to Boston and everybody's like, I'm just like, wow, you got quite a southern accent on you. Know, where are you from? From Virginia. And they're like, Phew. what's it like living in the in the south, in the yeah. deep south? I mean, even if you go so I'm far, like, where is she? As... <laughs> well, uh, I don't know how to compare it to anything, anything up here. Where you you boys got, but uh, we we like it all right. It's uh, it's slow, you know. It's uh, I like to watch the well, the marsh grass growing in the, you know, we don't have them in schools down here, but you know. I don't know. Sure. That's what they think you sound yeah. like. If you up to Boston, you might. Even if you go, like I, I spent a lot of time in like Tennessee and parts of Mississippi, and even there, they're like, "Oh, you're from North Carolina." Like they act like that's like you're in fucking Canada or something. And then you go up in the Midwest, and people have no idea where anything is because in the Midwest, it's all just flat nothingness. I don't have any idea. And you go, <laughs> "What is what's going on in the Midwest?" Like if you get if you get Anything west of the Appalachian Mountains, I don't know what's going on out there. Well, I'll as tell you. As soon as you get west of there, there's a it's lot just of corn. fucking That's corn. What's going on. I think you go, as soon as you come down out of the Appalachian Mountains to the west, it's just corn until you get to like Colorado. That's how I yeah. envision it, which is not true at all, of course. It's just that, you know, my whole experience is the East Coast and mostly the Mid Atlantic East Coast. It's yeah. like Virginia and, 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 and and up and down, you know, and I've been, you know, but mostly up probably. But I mean, I've been, you know, Virginia and my travels and stuff have been mostly up and down the coast, you know, yeah. from like Key West to like Quebec City. I mean, I think the most like the most helpful thing to that you can one can realize about the United States is that no matter what state you're in or what region you're in, there's always going to be pockets of, you know, polar opposites like driving through indiana my uncle lives there he lives in bloomington bloomington is like total like little burlington tiny little burlington super liberal because there's a college there yeah and then like blacksburg where i'm from southwest virginia is a complete little liberal pocket you drive five minutes whenever whenever there's an election (laughs) you look at virginia and it's a big red state and there's this blue dot at there's blue dot at blacksburg and there's like a blue dot over in Richmond, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's like it, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's how North Carolina is. Blue Dot in Asheville and then yep. Blue Dot and like you go over maybe maybe Winston-Salem yeah. and then Chapel Hill. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can't remember how. Oh, yeah. So North Carolina, um, which is 
has definitely some southern parts, but is not southern as in you know Louisiana. It's not southern. It or is Alabama. Southern. It's, it's it's very southern compared to you tell people in Burlington, Vermont that you're from North Carolina. Where are you from? I don't know, North Carolina. And but the it, thing but, is, but it's not Mississippi. It's right. not Georgia. I. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so North Carolina is in the news again. Um, oh, right. So, so yeah. Tell, uh, North, North Carolina Car- famously had the, um, they got in uh, a lot of trouble with the woke people a while ago because they um, passed that bathroom bill. This was like ages ago. It was like 2016 or something. The bathroom bill was like they, like you have to use the bathroom of your uh, assigned gender at birth and they like it it started in charlotte where charlotte is pretty you know it's more right leaning than say you know it's not Asheville. The, yeah that or even the research triangle area but um so charlotte uh passed this bill about like the bathrooms and you have to use the bathroom for your assigned gender and of course people just went absolutely bad other shit. revolutionary concepts. Yeah, batch, they went batshit crazy. Um, and North Carolina ended up just like, I think, just like throwing it away. I don't even, I don't think that it's a law anymore. Um, but now Charlotte is back in the news because um, they basically have um, proposed their own version of that um, don't say gay bill, I think, that was in was Florida. That, yeah, Florida. Yeah. Um, so this bill in Charlotte would ban teaching on sexual orientation and gender identity from grades K through three. That's what it was in Florida. K through three. And require parents to be notified if kids request changes to their pronouns. This is in Charlotte? Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, it's called the Parents' Bill of Rights. It would require schools to notify parents of lessons, changes at school, and school resources. The bill would also allow parents to request lessons, textbooks, and other learning materials, and require schools to tell parents about things like tutoring services and ways parents can be more involved with the school. It would create new rules with some directly addressing sexual orientation and gender identity. Instruction on those idea those ideas would not be allowed for kindergarten through third grade, and schools would notify parents if their child requests a change to their name or pronoun. It would also require schools to receive parental approval before students were given counseling or other non-emergency health care. Right. That was and that was called a similar title uh, in Florida. The Don't Say Gay Bill in Florida is actually called the Parental Rights and Education Bill. Um, I think, uh, yeah. and um, and it's just been most people don't even know that it's just called the Don't Say Gay Bill, which is of course just basically like a slurred variant of that. It's not actually called that. It just sounds a lot more evil and terrible if you call it that. You know, yeah. Because, and it, but it's it's important to think about the difference in those names, you know, because like Don't Say Gay is like. Let's hide homosexuality and all uh, gender politics, and let's let's hide these realities from our kids. Let's tell the let's tell our children that everything, everybody is like cis straight white people, and everything's beautiful because that's how you want it to be. And let's hide nasty gay people and nasty trans people. And what it's actually called is the Parental Rights and Education Bill or whatever, which is right. like we're worried about. The point is like as parents, we have some right over the education that our children are receiving. And of course, you know, critics say like, well, no, you don't. You don't have a right to not want your kids to learn about this and that. But like when we talked about this on a different episode uh, where, you know, my point that I was making was kind of like, well, 
you know, I get where both sides are coming from, but, you know, like, we're talking, we're not talking about, like, all levels of education. We're talking about, like, kindergarten through third grade. Exactly. So they shouldn't be talking about heterosexual sex or orientation in kindergarten, first grade, second grade. I, I, we, we were learning, like, the, the multiplication table. We, mm-hmm. we weren't lear- learning yeah. about different, like, positions that, you know, we weren't talking about. I get, like, nobody's supposed to be teaching that. But the point is, like, for example, a couple blocks from here, the elementary school is painted. The, the giant columns out front are painted with with diversity, justice, what what is it? I always forget whenever I bring this up. Identity. Identity is one of them. Yeah, identity, justice, diversity. There's Inclusion. a Black Lives Matter flag. Uh, you know, huge like fucking twenty foot flag out front. So don't fucking tell me that we're not indoctrinating our kindergartners because there yeah. it fucking is. Kindergartners. You know? are so, so I understand why these people are getting pissed off. Yeah. And if they if they have a problem with this, they don't get to have a right. So as as a parent who does have a different viewpoint the whole world is telling them well fuck you you don't get to have a different viewpoint and we're going to take your children away from you and we're going to put all this shit in their head that you disagree with right and then when you tell them that that's not true and they come to class we're going to call your child transphobic we're going to say this is transphobia billy and that's the idea of like people are pissed right like if if you are a parent of a kindergarten through third grade student those tiny children like are the people who are upset about this are they ever actually around children like that because they are small they are so young like I had no idea about any of this stuff until like middle school and high school like that's when I first got my first like sex ed training was like middle school yeah that's what I'm saying they shouldn't be it what shouldn't are they, be in the, co- in the classroom at this point anyway. yeah but if it is like if you as an individual as like a th- kindergarten through third grader that's five to ages five to seven slash eight like if you're like i i am you know i suddenly am transgender or non-binary like you're most likely going to be coming from a family that has already exposed you to that because you have that language and you like seven-year-olds are not <laughs> Like five to seven year olds are not surfing the web, you know, like, you know, going, I would assume. If you know words like, if you know words like transphobic. If you can express yourself enough to the point where you're like, I suddenly, my identity is not, I don't feel like I'm a boy or I don't feel like I'm a girl. I I am, you know, this or this. Well, that's a natural part. But but the thing is, and they, (laughs) they get all pissed off when you say this, but it is a natural thing and a timeless thing. That a three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, whatever, will challenge gender identities. But the truth is, and everybody's like, oh, here he goes. And nobody's going to say, like, well, the truth is that, that, that is naturally you... resolved for, like, almost everybody. Unless yeah. the whole fucking world goes like, oh, my God, Billy, you're so heroic for or wearing a dress. Or if it's not naturally, you know, resolved and you come from a family where that is... You know, you have you have parents who are up to date on that stuff and encourage that kind of thing, which in that case, this bill would still not, you know, somehow like prohibit you from living your best life because you would have had a parent who I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure would have already explained to you that in school they might not being in North Carolina. I'm sure they've already had some sort of talk to you about how like, oh, you know, 
that people are not going to, you know, totally accept you at school or, that's a really you know, good like point, you should actually. be. No, that's a so, good point. Yeah. Because if you come from that family, you're all, you've already got it. And if you don't come from that family or that, you know, that, that world or whatever, you're just not going to get that information. But their point, uh, you know, the people who are, the people who sort of indoctrinate those ideas into children you know, their whole thing is like, you know, it's like the anti-racism thing. Like, just not being racist isn't enough. You have to be anti-racist. And it's the same thing here with the LGBTQ issues. Like, it's not enough to just, like, like what I what you're saying, what I'm saying is kind of like, well, let's just leave it out of kindergarten through third. And Just like you, you would leave you sex it, ed out of kindergarten exactly, through third. Exactly. But their point, I think, is that, like, that's not good enough. Because, because what about that five-year-old who is feeling like that five-year-old boy who doesn't feel like a boy and he's not getting any support at home and he's, and maybe they're even making him feel like you know you know like take those fucking heels off billy you're a boy and then he gets at school and he needs some support and he needs some education and he's not getting it because you transphobic assholes won't let us teach these kids that that's their thing is we have to we have to like push this shit down everybody's throat all the time in the guise of education and support because it, it's always un, it's always with that guys right and so that's the thing i'm trying to kind of represent both sides here i get both sides but i'm saying like these people you know the the same reason that we have like identity and justice and diversity like five-year-olds are painting that shit on their columns in elementary school that's not any different than if i walk down the street and there's a five-year-old smoking a fucking cigarette like everybody would get all pissed off about that, and his parents would like get the crap beat out of him, probably. Yeah, you know, it's that's why a five year old is smoking. That's why a five year old is wearing a Trump shirt. It's why like a five year old is fat, you know, because well, like his parents the... just fucked it. His parents are shoving this shit down your throat like yeah. sugar, you know. And it's just like the idea. It's it's funny because it's like an extension of of the anti racist idea, where it's not okay to just be neutral and hang out. You have to like, you have to like forcibly make the world what you need it to be at the expense of five-year-olds what about all the okay so we get it like so like that one five-year-old billy who likes to wear his sister's his sister's fucking mary jane's when nobody's looking like that's great for him but you know billy's not the majority what about everybody else who's getting told constantly that like there's no such thing as gender and you know, none of the things that you think are real that your family presented you with the foundations of, like, the reality around you, they're all bullshit. What about all those people? Um, yeah. This, the senator um, uh, in North Carolina, um, one of the senators said that the bill isn't about silencing conversations about LGBTQ issues in school. He said the language in North Carolina's bill is different from the Florida legislation that was dubbed the Don't Say Gay Bill. Um, State Senator Deanna Ballard um, said that the bill is focused on strengthening the relationship between parents and schools and it would create more transparency. It's trying to establish and strengthen the fact that they, the parents, have a right to ask questions. And then the school or the administrator should be required to provide that information. But then, of course, our um, fearless Governor Roy Cooper, who is actually pretty wonderful, <laughs> he did voice his opposition, uh, saying schools are grateful for involved parents and we need much more of them working together with teachers to educate our children. 
However, the last thing our state needs is another Republican political ploy like the bathroom bill, which hurt our people and cost us jobs. So let's keep the don't say gay culture wars out of North Carolina classrooms. But the thing is, like, that's why the bill is the wrong time, wrong place, because it is kind of smart and it does provide actual parameters for things beyond the trans thing. But I'm not really sure why they decided to roll it out right now in the wake of the like Florida nightmare, like right meltdown. There's just like so much bad press about that right now. Yeah, and and it's and that Florida thing was spearheaded by a guy who seems like you know does seem like kind of that kind of asshole, right, Santos or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just dying to jump in on that that last part of what he said, though. Like, let's Don't not say involve. Gay let's wars. not yeah. involve the culture wars. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> let's keep the culture wars out of let's North keep Carolina. The, isn't classrooms. that what they're trying to do with the bill? Is keep the culture wars out of the classroom? Let's just teach like. Let's just teach like the multiplication tables. Maybe we'll get to like. We'll get to transgender politics in fourth grade. We'll, let's 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 learn nine times nine first. Well, I'll tell you, the culture wars have been in the classrooms of North Carolina since like two thousand and nine, two thousand and eight, when I was in fifth grade at a hippie class in uh, a hippie school, and um, we were learning about different parts of the um, body, like the human body, um, and the woman who is our instructor very loosely um loose definition for instructor asked us what we thought would be um what would be gross about a human body to us and i raised my hand and i said i think if somebody had hairy toes they would be gross and she got upset and she was like, you know, some people can't help if they have hair on their toes. Some people are just more naturally hairy. And even then, when I was in fifth grade, however old you are when you're in fifth grade, 12, maybe, yeah, I was like, was well, I don't. Well, first, I probably just cried because I was super shy and I'm not yeah, really sure why like, I spoke probably up Probably like first traumatized place. you. you know? That is, it did. Yeah, it did traumatize me because um, I'm still talking about it now. But um, then my second reaction was like, well, hold on a second. I just don't personally don't like hairy toes. I don't think I'm ever when I grow up, I'm not going to like find a husband and be like, "Ooh, I love your hairy toes. Like I just that's my personal You're not opinion. Into Robin and I'm Williams. completely like we watched, we watched the movie with, with, with was oh, that, the Fisher gross. King where Rob, don't, Robin Williams don't is like naked me. and jumping around and he's just like a bear. Don't remind me. It's so gross. I've he's like naked. Image. He's just like a, a he just looks like a bear out in Central Park. Anyway, that's a classic. So the culture wars have been there because they're reaction. Try- yeah, and but, I mean your teacher's reaction to that is so classic. Like, no, 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 you don't have a right, right. to not like hairy, hairy legs or hairy toes or whatever. You know, it's that sort of thing where and that that really it's funny. Like, you just know, like if you said that those kind of like wokesters who, you know, it's not even wokesters. I mean, it's just like it's just everybody now. It's just like if you say, like. Like, if I say as a man, I'm not attracted to, like, hairy legs on a woman or something. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying if I were to say that as a man. Yeah. And by man, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, the reaction to that, you know what the reaction is going to be. Like, you don't, you see, you think that you're not attracted to this. But actually what it is, is that you've been indoctrinated to be repulsed unless a woman conceals all of her natural features and doesn't I, I get that right but it's sort of that thing that is like you don't have a right to have the preferences you have because they're not even preferences they're actually just like inbred 
discriminations. But the the main the main thing about and you about... need to be educated out of your preferences. You need to be educated <laughs> out of your discriminations and out of your preferences. And see, that's when it starts to sound like the same thing is like saying that you like, don't it's want like trans conversion people, therapy. Yeah. I but you're telling me about that. I was going to share a similar story. This is different, but it just reminded me. So let's just say it's related in some way to my brain. But like it reminds me of things like, you know, those memories of like being in middle school, the kind of nightmare shit everybody has to deal with, like with their gym teachers, you know, in middle school and stuff. And those like that story I was telling earlier about like having an earring, Mm -hmm. you know, in like 1991 or something working in a McDonald's, you know, and what that was like. Right. Um, And I remember like. You know, I I probably told this story before where it's like, you know, I've told you this story, but like, you're like having like long hand, long nails, long fingernails on your right hand because I played guitar, you know, finger style guitar. And like gym teachers constantly, you know, like all the teachers making fun of you, the students making fun of you, your teachers making fun of you in front of the students. No, I mean, I do think like we need, uh, you know. You know, there should be, like, teachers need to, you know, it's like the first officer, like, challenging the captain in front of the crew. You know, you need some, you don't do that. Like, you need some, like, you need some protocol, right? Teachers shouldn't be making fun of their fucking students for their bodies, right? Mm -mm. But the point is, like, you know, going back, I get that. That's the kind of stuff that should change. But it's just, like, I remember these different kinds of stories because the boys were made fun of just as much as the girls, And they were subjected to the same, like, this is what girls do. This is what boys do. Everybody's oppressed in the same way, you know. And we kind of just look back historically now and we just think we just are only looking at one side of the the fence there. Um, What do you think about this? J.K. Rowling is best known as a children's author. She's not Mary Wollstonecraft. She's not an expert on prisons policy. She is not a gender studies professor. She's not a lawyer. And she's definitely not the spokesperson for UK women. Well, that just sounds like another, you know, just another person that doesn't like J.K. Rowling. (laughs) I just think it's funny that they say she's not Mary Wollstonecraft because Mary Wollstonecraft quite literally was a single mother who um, raised her child by writing and earned her living through writing. Um, That's hilarious. They uh, add to their tweet at the end and they say, and she's definitely not Margaret Atwood. And I'm honestly glad that J.K. Rowling yeah, is not, God, Margaret, not Margaret, Margaret Atwood, Atwood. because oh, I just yeah. finished reading that? her terrible 2003 novel, Orcs and Crake. It was garbage. You finished it? God, so fast. You read so much faster than I do. God. Well, I have to read um, a, one book every two days. This is for your dystopian... Yeah. So um, Margaret Atwood, a but, couple days ago... Um, posted a video of her and a copy of the handmaid's tale where she is um she's got like a she's like like 87 or like 800 years old she looks just ancient um and she has a blowtorch and she um has come out with a i guess it's penguin not her specifically penguin probably i'm sure penguin approached her and asked her to do this um and it's the the non-burnable burnable book uh, <laughs> I saw that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like a, it's like a. Oh my god! They think this is like Fahrenheit four fifty one. Mm-hmm. 
but it's so not. You know, like, basically what they're saying is, with this little publicity stunt, where they're like, you know, this is a, this is a, like, a beautiful symbol that, you know, censorship will not stand. Well, you know, if you think, like, this, like, Margaret Atwood, The Handmaid's, they just, they just made a fucking entire series out of your stupid, crappy book. They're still making Margaret Atwood, could you possibly get more? How many fucking millions of dollars has this woman made? You know, with this shit, mm-hmm. like, did so, like you're gonna and you're gonna stand there and act like you are the victim being censored, Margaret Atwood. You're not gonna burn this book. Who's burning your fucking books? They're burning J.K. Rowling books right now, and I bet you think that's fucking great, even when they're even when they're just like raking in the the money by the millions. They're still acting like victims. Yeah, they're still acting like they're the ones being silenced. I don't think they're really being silenced. At this I point. think it's um, the the funniest part of this whole like campaign by Penguin Random House is that they make all these claims that they don't cite or back up at all. Like the video of Margaret Atwood starts by saying, "This year, hundreds of books have been banned, and some have even been burned." Like some, okay, how many, where are they being burned? And what she means is like when they're officially banned or burned, right? Like Republicans taking certain books off the shelves, right? They don't care if everybody, they don't, they're not talking about cancel culture and that's the difference, right? It was it institutionally, officially done by bad old mean Republicans or is it just canceled and shut down out of existence by lefties? So Penguin Random House has launched the Unburnable Book, a book that fights censorship, um, this And it's so vague, this little blurb. It says, across the United States and around the world, books are being challenged, banned, and even burned. So we created a special edition of a book that's been challenged and banned for decades. Okay, I get that. Like, all the good books in history of the literary canon of the world have been banned. You know, Lolita, Clockwork Orange. I mean, like, how... Ulysses. Y- yeah, like, every single book book that you're like oh i like that you know harry potter banned the odyssey banned (laughs) i mean let's look over here like uh, i mean basically like you know whatever is officially banned or not right it's like it's it's that's the history banned banned for being the lamest book ever (laughs) um so this book is midnight um, cowboy x rating when it came out and then later won an academy award yeah so this book, um, The Handmaid's Tale, the fireproof one, is printed and bound using fireproof materials. This edition of Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale was made to be completely unburnable. It is designed to protect this vital story and stand as a powerful symbol against symbol- censorship. This book will be presented for auction at the, um, in New York from May 23rd to June 7th, and all proceeds will be going to benefit the pin America's work in support of free expression. You know what's so beautiful about that? That just proves <gasps> Do you want to Do you want to know what the current bid is for this book? What? Yeah, I'm sure it's something outrageous. $90,000. Mhm. <sighs> Some people have a lot of money. <laughs> but you know, at the highest levels of the publishing industry here, it's this, the whole show is being run by barnyard animals, you know, and this is a perfect example. Um, do these people you think 
these people are like, this, this is a publishing, this is like the head of a publishing company here, the people running this thing. Do they not know what words mean? Do, do, like even these people can't stop and question, like and like think about the definition of a term and the implications. There's a lot of big, there's a lot of words they're throwing in there. Like they're, really? You're, you're fighting, you're violently fighting to preserve, what was it? You know, you, you're, you're, uh, you're, you don't, so you're against censorship, you say. Really? Mm-hmm. You were, uh, you, you're battling for the, the desperate and all important fight for free expression? Really? You, you're into free expression. You are? Because it seems like you're doing everything you can to shut down free expression by anybody who isn't saying exactly what you tell them to say. That's what it seems like. Maybe I'm confused here. But it seems like you don't want free expression at all. It seems like you don't want uh, open debate about anything. Because the second somebody starts saying anything off the party line, you literally demand that they should be silenced because they're placing people's lives in danger. So actually, you're right. Stories like The Handmaid's Tale are really important. You just have to figure out that you guys are the assholes doing the oppressing in there. And some people on the right are serious assholes doing the oppressing too. Don't get me wrong. Lots of assholes over on that side too. But... I figure most of the people that are like tuning in to listen to this kind of thing, they probably know, they probably already made up their mind about, you know, some people. It's like, I, I kind of tell them talking to like my liberal friends is what I'm trying to do. Because like, we all know that like super right-wingers are assholes. We're not worried about them. But you need to realize that the people around you that seems to be doing all this great progressive stuff are kind of not that different. And that's just a beautiful expression of that with that. You know, it's like these, and, and just the fucking, the show of that, the theatricality of it. Give me a break. Yep. Like, are you still really acting like, like at this point, this is this, this, oh my God. Like no matter how much power you get, your power is built on acting like the world's biggest victim, like a professional victim, you know? <laughs> we still have uh, about a week left on bids, so I'm sure it's going to go up. Oh my God. Around 90,000. You know what they should do? This will restore my faith. Whatever it sells for, they should give me the money to, to fuel this podcast to keep talking about what a bunch of assholes they are. And that will prove that they are actually into free expression and debate. Because, like, instead of, like, you know, I, I think that would be great. I think I think that, that if you're listening, guy, whoever wrote that at Penguin, that, that would help me out a little bit, you know? If you really want to prove to everybody that you're devoted to free expression, then um, I think you should give me the money from this shithole book. Thank you.